Hey there, this is Jeanine Ledford, your intercultural creativity keynote speaker, and this is the Diamond Mentor Moments on the Create and Grow Rich podcast, produced by Cafe Strategies, an industry leader and founder in intercultural creativity training. These are just short gems to help you grow in your intercultural creative thinking, which is now the number one skill needed in this global workforce. We hope you enjoy the lessons learned here and don't forget to look for the book, The Seven Gems of Intercultural Creativity, How to Connect, Create, and Innovate Across Cultural Lines. Now enjoy this gem. Hey, it's Janine with your Diamond Mentor Moment for this wonderful Wednesday. And I'm here to talk to you about how wearing a dinner mat on your head can lead you to be more interculturally creative and help with you solving problems in your business. So what happened was my son, during dinner time, he grabbed one of the dinner mats and he put it on his head and he said, it's a hat. Now, the odd part is me being the interculturally creative thinker that I am, I looked at him and I was like, he has never witnessed me or his father put a dinner mat on our head. We put plates on here, we put drinks on here, we put other items on the table on a dinner mat, but never have we put it on our head. And so where did he get that from? What's causing him to do that? And yes, that's how I think. And I understood a term called functional agility. I'm calling it functional agility. But the actual term in psychology is a term that adults struggle with. It's called functional fictedness. And what that is, it's it's looking at an object and only seeing it for the original function that we normally use it. So a dinner mat would be used as a dinner mat. You put plates on it and things, and it's really not used for anything else. Children have functional agility. A lot of you may have experienced this if you've had a child and you've given the child a toy, a brand new toy wrapped in a big box, and the child opens it and plays with the toy for two minutes and then moves the toy away and ends up playing with the box for two hours. That is functional agility. They are using their imagination to turn the box into different things, to give the box alternate functions than the original intended use. Children have this, but even looking at the research at that, if you give a child from five years below something along those lines, they will have functional agility even if you've already pre-exposed them to utilization, to the original use of the object. I really advise parents to, to don't show them how it's used. Just give it to them and let them experience it. A lot of times they'll still have functional agility. The older the child gets, even, ch- even children who are six or seven years old, if they're exposed to pre-utilization of the object, which means you're showing them how to use it before they even had a chance to interact with it, that will increase their amount of functional fixedness they will not explore other alternative ways of using the object. And so be mindful of that when you're giving children new items to give them time to explore before you show them the intended use, if you show them at all, because they may discover it on their own and also allow your children to have that imagination. Now, those of you who are probably tuning in, you're like, okay, this is awesome for people who have kids, but I'm looking to get some tips for solving problems in business, solving problems with, with my team. This directly involves you as well. There was a researcher by the name of Tony McCaffrey, and all of the links are in the show notes down below if you love research like I do. And he looked at team problem solving events. And he noticed that when people were solving those innovative problems or looking for those innovative solutions, 
he saw that individuals that discovered at least one infrequently noticed or new feature of a problem were able to reach more innovative solutions. So who were those people that were looking at new ways to solve old problems? He said, this observation suggests that research uncovering aspects of the human semantic perceptual and motor systems that inhibit the noticing of obscure features would enable researchers to identify effective techniques to overcome those obstacles. Basically, he was saying, how do we get other people to think like these people who are looking at new ways to interact with old phenomenon or looking at new ways to interact with old things? I call it in my training, the messages of the mundane, of looking at the mundane things in a new, new way. And so really honing these skills of functional agility, looking at things with new functions is a key problem solving technique. Dr. Tony gave a, an idea that what people can do is have generic part technique processes. And what this means is look at items, right? Items, processes, systems, whatever you're trying to dig deep in and to get into some new ways of thinking. Look at these techniques with generic part technique processes. Here's an example. Ask yourself two questions about the item. Can this be decomposed further? And does this description, when I decompose it, does it imply a use? So for example, this is a candle. When I immediately look at it, I think of a function, right? I think of it's a candle, um, it illuminates in dark places, it gives off a little bit of heat. That's really the main function of a candle. But in order to have functional agility, you wanna make sure that you decompose it. Okay, get rid of the use of the candle What's another way that I can look at this object? It could be wax. It could be a wick. Okay, do any of those descriptions apply a use or could I decompose it anymore? The answer is yes. It could be a cylindrically shaped lipids, right? And it, the wick could be decomposed to a string. And the string, if you look at the wick, they're interwoven fibrous strands. So he wants us, Dr. Tony wants us to really start to break apart objects in our mind, look at the generic parts, and then see if we can give it some new functions. You see children, once again, doing this with their items of play. That's why they can take cardboard boxes and turn it into you know, cars and spaceships and other objects because they're looking at the box with other functions. And they're breaking apart things and looking at it from different perspectives. So how can you do that, not just with objects, but with, with your processes, with your systems, and with yourself? I talk about intercultural creativity and interacting with yourself and interacting with others on a deeper level. With functional agility, how can you look at yourself with a functional agile lens? Take me for instance. I am by trade an educator. I have my degrees in education and psychology. I have my credentials. I am a credentialed teacher in the state of California. But am I functionally agile in other areas? I am a speaker. I am an author. I am a karaoke singer. I'm a chef, right? I am a botanist. When I'm outside looking at the leaves with my son, I am 
just so many other things. I have other functions that I live out through life. And so that is giving me other ways to think about myself, think about other ways to earn income, think about other ways to make connections, think about other ways to offer creative ideas because I am thinking about myself in multiple functions. Intercreatively and interculturally with other people, do you look at them with a functionally agile lens? Do you just see them as their job description? right? That is Sally from accounting. That's Don from marketing. Or do you operate from one of the important gems, cultural curiosity, and ask to see if they have other abilities, other likes, other things that they love to do that would add to their function. That is functional agility. We want to be functionally agile in our teams, in our homes, in our communities, because that will give us new solutions to old problems and cause us to see old things in new ways. This is your diamond mentor moment for today. I'm excited that my book is in like the editing phase. So please check out for the seven gems of intercultural creativity, how to connect, create, and cultivate relationships across cultural lines and check out my son's books, which is coming out as soon as well. Sean, the creative kid called I Am Creative. And we are just excited to help America and the world be more interculturally creative so they can shine bright. I will see you next time for your Diamond Mentor Moment. Bye-bye.